Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. Right now, there's at least one job vacancy for every person who's unemployed in Australia. Sounds pretty good, but there's a catch. Because while everyone who wants a job could have one, wages are falling way behind the rising cost of living. Today, business editor Ian Verinder on next week's Job Summit and whether it will lead to more money in our pockets. Ian, when I sort of walk down the streets near where I live, I just see so many shops and restaurants with vacancy signs in their windows. I mean, what's going on with that? Look, it's it's not just something that's coming through Australia. It it seems to be reverberating right through the developed world, this shortage of workers, Mm. to the point where you have to kind of think, well, where's everybody gone? You know, we've heard about the skills shortages and so forth for quite some time now. And the uh, unemployment figures that we got back just last week indicated that, uh, well, we do in fact have a pretty tight labour market. I mean, we've got unemployment now down at uh, levels we haven't seen for well, nearly half a century. And so, you know, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, the, the labour market where we used to have quite a lot of surplus workers out there that uh, firms could just pick and choose from, that's no longer the case. It's actually a lot tighter now. And that's quite heartening for a, for a lot of particularly younger people and people who've been out of work, the long-term unemployed, the people who've been out of work for quite a long period. Mm, it seems to be a bit problematic for some businesses, though, that can't seem to fill positions. The unemployment rate, it's really low, isn't it? It is, yeah. At 3.4%. And, and you know, look, there's um, there's a lot of speculation that it could go even lower and get uh, down into the twos at some stage towards the end of this year. Mm. There's certainly no doubt that a lot of firms are having trouble hiring people. And it is a bit of an impediment on on our growth situation at the moment. Uh, you know, because if if firms can't hire workers, then that, uh, you know, means that they're not going to be earning the profits that they expected. There's a lot of, I guess, questions that are being running through the business world at the moment about how we cope with this this new problem that we've got. We've always had an excess of workers and now we've got shortages. So Ian, have we ever seen anything like this before? Well, according to the Bureau of Statistics, we're now in a situation where there's slightly more jobs out there than there are people to fill them, which, you know, that's just something that we haven't seen really since the 1970s, late 60s, 1970s. 1970 will go down in industrial history as the year of Mr Hawke. the president of the Australian Council of Trade Unions, Mr Robert Uh, 1970 has been a year of high economic activity and full employment which is, of course, the classic condition in which you're going to get the pushing of industrial claims. Last night in Canberra, the Federal Cabinet remained deadlocked on just how to overcome our inflation problems without putting up taxes and causing increased unemployment. So that was the big problem in the 70s, where you had inflation that that, uh, really took off, you had uh, a very tight labour market and a a highly unionised workforce who essentially demanded more pay to compensate for the higher prices, and because they were paid more, 
uh, that fed back into higher prices. So we got into this vicious cycle where, you know, higher wages meant higher prices, higher prices meant higher wages, and it was a very difficult thing to, uh, to kill off. And not just Australia, the developed world decided that to kill off inflation, the best way to do that was to have a pool of unemployed people. So the world, the developed world decided that it would be best if we had around about 5% of the workforce actually unemployed. Do you see the need under present circumstances to increase the labour market? Yes, it must be increased. Are you in effect saying that there is a need for um, an increase in unemployment? So full employment then shifted from sort of 1% up to around about 5%. Mm, okay, so just just explain that a bit more for me. The policy changed from what wanting everyone to have a job to always having a pool of people looking for work. That's right. Look, the definition of full employment has changed. You know, back in the in the post war era, the immediate uh, after immediately after Second World War, full employment meant full employment. It meant that there wasn't any unemployed people. And, you know, like over the years, we've seen a lot of stories in um, tabloid newspapers and uh, and uh, on, you know, talkback radio and everything where, you know, people have been described as doll bludges. Well, it's actually been a manufactured issue. I mean, it's, it's been something that's been quite deliberate that uh, governments and central banks deliberately made 5% or more of the workforce unemployed because they figured that was what was called the level at which you wouldn't get inflation. So they deliberately crimped demand for uh, for workers uh, and had that pool of unemployed. So, you know, firms had a huge pool of, of people that they could dip into to um, fill vacancies. Uh, that is just no longer the case now. And economists are just astounded at the moment that we're getting back well below that, um, that, that 5% uh, rate. And at the same time, we're not really getting the wages breakout that we would have seen ordinarily in, in those kind of situations. Mm, OK, well, let's have a look at that because, of course, the Labor government's going to hold a job summit next week. Business leaders, union leaders, you know, state government leaders will be there. I notice uh, the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, doesn't really want to go. Uh, why wouldn't we attend, uh, you know, Jim Chalmers uh, job summit because it's a stunt with the unions. Uh, the big banks haven't been invited and they do want to go. We've had these sort of summits before though, haven't we, Ian? I mean, they're not a new thing. What are we hoping to get out of it? Yeah, look, uh, I, I guess the last really big one was back in the Hawke government era and uh, a lot of people are comparing this to then, but the situation is very, very different. In fact, it's almost the opposite now to uh, to those days. You know, back then, as I said, we had that massive, uh, we had industrial chaos really in lots of ways. We had strikes going on, reverberating through the economy. We had workers demanding higher and higher pay, um, inflation running out of control. And those that summit back then was uh, which introduced what was known as the accords, a whole series of accords between government, the unions, and employers, it was all designed to try and moderate wage rises and to get the economy back on track and to tame inflation. And it did work. And one of the big trade-offs from that era was that um, workers agreed to moderate their claims for higher wages to compensate for the higher prices by having 
employers set up a superannuation scheme where those wage increases were paid into a fund and that would help you, you know, build up your retirement nest egg so that when you uh, left work, you'd have a, a handy sum of money there to, uh, to live off. This time around, it's, you know, what we've gone through a period of very, very low wages growth. We're now seeing some wages uh, start to rise, but they're rising at at well below inflation levels. So I guess the pendulum has swung from the late 70s and early 80s from very much being in, in workers and unions' favour when it came to the, the power balance be, between negotiating, um, you know, wages and conditions for workers to very much now in the in the in the hands of, of firms and companies have uh, have hold the balance of power now. So I suspect the government this time around wants to try and start a, a conversation at least about how we perhaps wind some of those um, those that power back towards the pendulum back, I guess, towards towards workers in some way to get some wages growth going. Can I say that uh, uh, Australia during COVID, of course, uh, faced a a once-in-a-generation challenge. But it opens up as well a a once-in-a-generation opportunity for how we grow back stronger. And I foreshadowed that we would hold a a, a jobs and skills summit. Do you think Anthony Albanese at this summit can come up with a consensus? I don't know. I don't think so. I think really this is really about... possibly laying the problems out in front of everybody and then saying, well, what do you think we can do to try and fix this? I mean, wages growth in Australia has been the lowest on record for the past six years. Uh, And I think the the idea is to just try and get some kind of – realization out there that everybody you know comes to an agreement that they are too low and it's it's actually a handbrake on the economy Mm, and Ian, in your view what is the fix it's not going to be an easy one Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get uh big business particularly and small business as well to want to pay higher wages i guess what they what business needs to realize though is that if consumers don't have money in their pockets to spend they won't be buying the goods and services that firms provide and you know i i I'm sometimes coin this phrase you know your your worker is also your customer maybe they'll they'll get to uh you know big business particularly to agree to more uh, enterprise bargaining collective bargaining so that uh, you know you do have more of a power balance between workers and and companies it's going to be a very long and slow process i think Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. The Jobs Summit will be held on Thursday and Friday next week at Parliament House. It's expected about 100 people will be invited. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast.
Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.